Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Federica Fabricius, a neuroscientist, keynote speaker, and a Wall Street Journal bestselling author who works with executives at Fortune 500 companies and business owners around the globe to transform how they think, innovate, and navigate change. Federica, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time just a little bit. How did you get started? Oh, you know, I was always very curious and why people behave the way they do. So I decided to study psychology. And when I was in psychology, I realized that all the new insights come from neuroscience. So then I specialized in that direction. I worked at the Max Planck um, Institute for Brain Research. Um, and then I realized that a life in the laboratory was not for me. You know, you're just like all day long alone with monkeys or rats or it's it's very, it's not as exciting as you might think. And so then I joined McKinsey instead and did some strategy consulting. And in a way, since 15 years back, I have been building a bridge between those two worlds, the neuroscience world and the business world. And I'm making neuroscience finding applicable for Fortune 500 executives, CEOs, and mostly the top 100 people in companies. I, I do keynotes. And that's when I found the right spot. I was in the wrong spot in the laboratory. I was in the wrong spot with the strategy consulting. And once I brought those two worlds together, everything just fell into place. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that we as leaders are making when it comes to the way we use our brains and the way we relate to others' brains. Yeah, I think the first thing is get the basics right. Your brain does need you to sleep enough. I see so many sleep-deprived people. So if you're on your phone late in the evening scrolling the news, that's not the best way to treat your brain. So I think doubling down on sleep, exercise, nutrition, that's really the foundation and if you don't have that, everything else gets quickly out of sync. And then I do think one thing we are really not paying enough attention to is intuition. We tend to think we need to collect data from some objective KI, you know, some AI tool or something like that. When in reality, our gut feeling 
is a signal from our brain. So if you look at it like this, if you have a strange feeling about a situation in a business setting, let's say you feel like the decision doesn't feel right to you. Usually in the business setting, people aren't allowed to say, I just have a gut feeling that's not going to work out. But you should trust your gut because your gut is a collection of lots of experiences that your brain is collecting for you. And your gut feeling is just your brain's way of telling you that something ain't right. So I think those two things, sleeping more, trusting your gut more will get you a long way. Sleep more, trust your gut. Ab absolutely. Can't certainly can't argue with that. Talk, uh, mm. what inspired you to write both books? Well, with the first book, I was working with executives and they always asked for a great book. And back then, there wasn't much in that. Now we have tons of books about the brain for leaders, but back then it was really hard to find something. And so I decided to write this book. So that was the foundation to the leading brain. It was really based on a workshop I had designed for executives, which lasted 15 days or 20 days. It was not all at once, but it was like a huge program about performance, learning, the social brain. And I turned that uh, work into a book. And then with the second book, I must say I got a bit tired of the narrow definition of diversity. I felt like we're so, it's all gotten so political and it's all become very, not so much focused on business performance in the end. It's all about hitting the right numbers so that you get your brownie points for being a diverse business. I'm all for you know creating an equal workplace, but I felt who cares about the diversity of brains in the end? whether your team is performing or not, whether people are treating each other well, comes down to the kind of personalities you hire. And I felt we always focus on the people who are very stress resistant, who are very competitive, who are very you know, eager to make it. And we tend to create a very bad workplace for people who are more of the deep thinker types who are very deep in knowledge or who may be introverts. And I felt like the concept of diversity needs to be expanded to also include neurodiversity or what I call neurosignature diversity, because neurodiversity is often about having a label or having a diagnosis. What I'm addressing in the book is that your brain is different from mine. So you and I may need to create our own perfect brain-friendly workplaces in order to really hit our best performance. How do we determine, figure out what types of brains we're working with and how best to support them? Yeah, uh -huh. that's a great question. So we don't want to hook people up to a brain, you know, some kind of fMRI in the workplace. It's very easy, actually. If you think about it, there's one so I'm talking about dopamine, serotonin, estrogen, and testosterone in my book. Dopamine is all about, are you curious? Are you eager to learn? Are you very stress resistant? Do you seek new experiences, basically? So that's something you can easily observe in yourself and others, whether you're always like jumping on the opportunity to explore something new or whether you say, huh. I'm quite happy where I am right now. I don't need to try all these new things. So it comes down to a bit like how active is your dopamine system. And that's something I advocate. You can do that by observing people. Of course, there are tests you can take. But if you are trained in asking the right questions, 
if you have a bit of self-awareness, it's quite easy. I explain the traits in, in the book to recognize that. Then there's serotonin. Serotonin is all about being balanced, being loyal, being stable. So it all comes down to, do you check that email twice before sending it out? So those kind of behaviors, it's kind of the antagonist of dopamine. Dopamine is all about creating an exciting future. Well, serotonin is more about preserving the here and now. And those are traits. We all have all four brain systems, but the individual mix, what I call your neurosignature is different. And then we have testosterone and estrogen. And just for everybody's listening, men have estrogen and women have testosterone too. So that's not primarily about gender. It's about when you have, let's say, an active testosterone system in your brain, you're more competitive. You probably don't like to you know, you want to be straight to the point. You're very clear, executive summary, three bullet points. Nobody has to guess with you. You tell people exactly what you think. Well, with estrogen, people are very people-focused and want to hurt other people's feelings, maybe ruminate a lot. I'm, I have a high dopamine estrogen, your signature. So while I'm very curious and love to explore, my focus is always on people. Um, so to give you an example, so with those four components, uh, we can play and see different signatures in people. Um, it's quite fascinating because if you think about it, all the personality tests, they describe behavior, but they don't tell you why people behave the way they do. And this takes it one step further, looking at the biological root of people's brain diversity. You've worked with some of the biggest, most famous companies in the world. What kind of hit there? I'm sure being a neuroscientist, there have been some type of studies, follow up. Hey, how does this impact the workplace when we do it right? Yeah, well, there hasn't been much. Some of my clients have tried to do a bit more research on deep diversity, but I think the problem is that it's not on anyone's agenda yet. I feel like it's too early. Um, people are so focused on getting the other aspects of diversity right, that whenever clients try to explore this topic, it's not really, there are a lot of bricks uh, in the way. So I must say it's this book, it's more about me dreaming of how we could work better rather than companies actually implementing it. So then um, talk about what does your ideal vision look like? <laughs> My ideal vision would be that we create a workplace. In the end, what should matter is your performance and how you reach that performance should be up to you. So for example, if you're an introvert, you shouldn't force people to have all those meetings and go on all these socializing events. Even if you're the CEO, you can drive business performance without having to chit chat with everybody about the weather. So I do think we should be more respectful of people's individual preferences as long as people deliver. And I, I think that's an important little caveat because otherwise we're just, you know, lazy and everybody does what they want. In the end, it's about delivering the best results by using your brain in the correct way. So to give you another example, if somebody is high dopamine and enjoys a challenge, you need to promote that person. You need to maybe rotate them. You need as a leader, 
make sure that person doesn't get bored. While if you have a high serotonin person, you need to create a bit more stability, reduce stress levels, reduce change. And so we all have different optimal stress points and very often we operate according to other people's standards. So I think we need to learn. That doesn't mean you have to understand every single one of your employees. If you have a lot of direct reports or a lot of people, if you're managing hundreds of thousands of people, that's not possible. But you can set up the ground rules and then allow people to make their own decisions. I think that's a great example. How can it help us implementing some of these ideas help us in our direct interpersonal relationships whether it's with our direct reports like you talked about or you know even on the home front well i think it does everything to give you an example from the home front um, when i met my husband on the very first date i gave him a personality test <laughs> measuring awesome. the dopamine serotonin testosterone and estrogen because i wanted to know how compatible we are and i wanted to understand him and <clears throat> obviously he's my perfect match but that said for example i have a high estrogen your signature so i need to tell him every single thing i experienced during the day in long details sounds like my starting- wife yeah, exactly. And I need to get it out of my system. He may know the solution to my problem before I even start telling him, but he has learned to understand that I need those 30 minutes of telling him on every little detail what happened to me that day. Then he can give me his smart solution. So he understands that it's not me being annoying. It's my high estrogen signature, And that takes a lot of the pressure out. Well, for me, with my husband, who is more on the testosterone side, mm, and it could be, it's not a gender thing, just to be clear here again. It's not about gender stereotyping. It's more about personality differences and temperament. So it could even be reversed with us. Now it happens to be like this. So he can be pretty, I wouldn't call him rude, but he can be very direct. Yep, I've, I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, it's just it's just the testosterone. I don't take it personally. Of course, there are limits to what he will do, but it's I don't expect him to be like me, and he doesn't expect me to be like like uh, like he. Anyhow, so you know, it's 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 good. It takes the pressure out, and the same in the workplace. If you understand that it's when other people behave differently from you, it's not them trying to make your life difficult. That's how they are and that's how they operate. And the more you understand that, the more relaxed you can be. You don't have to behave like them. You can just, you know, have a discussion around, for example, optimal stress points. Some people need a lot of stress to feel at their best and other people need less. So if everybody operates on their own individual optimal point of being slightly overchallenged but not overwhelmed, everybody performs better. We often tend to expect other people to be similar to ourselves. If you think about confirmation bias and, and similarity, we seek people who are similar. If you seek people who are different from yourselves, they will compensate for your weaknesses. So in a team, you can do a lot of beautiful things with those insights by leveraging everybody's best without expecting everybody to behave in the same ways. That is absolutely fascinating and took me 15 plus years of marriage to figure out just a little bit of that. So um, where can our viewers and our listeners go to get both books and to learn more about you? 
Yeah, so the books are available everywhere, the usual points. My first book is called The Leading Brain, and the second is called The Brain-Friendly Workplace. So that's a good starting point. Then I have my website, FredericaFabricius.com. Um, I have a newsletter. I'm quite active on LinkedIn, so I think I'm easily fine despite the hard spelling of my name. Yeah. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Federica Fabricius. Federica, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.